Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Simon, and Martin Keown began with the Saudi Pro League. As one goes, another stays on, with Jordan Henderson leaving for Ajax whilst his manager, Steven Gerrard, signs on until 2027, are both on a road to redemption. Meantime, Forest Green Rovers have said goodbye to their manager, Troy Deeney, after 29 days in charge. So why now and what next? Owner Dale Vince joined the show to reveal all. Plus, TalkSport brings you live commentary of Arsenal Crystal Palace tomorrow lunchtime in what's being dubbed the Keown Jordan Derby. We preview that next. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson is now an Ajax player. I mean, Martin, very keen to get your take on that. He decided no time up on Al Etifak for me. Um, it's not for me, or at least that's what we perceive the situation to be. Saudi football and everything that goes with it. And he's moved out. Um, and he's over in Amsterdam this morning, no doubt training with Ajax, having joined them yesterday. This was Henderson on arrival. Ajax is a football club, speaks for itself. And... Uh world-class players that have played here for many, many years. And once I knew that there was an opportunity, um, yeah, I was overexcited and, and really just overwhelmed that this opportunity was there for, for me and um, it was something that I wanted to try and make happen. Um, so it was, yeah, very humbling for me to, to be here now and I'm just trying to, to take it all in, really. Um, so, yeah, special, special day. A special day. I'm not sure what he's taking in at the moment, Martin, are you? Because uh, there was a variety of things said as he left Liverpool and headed out to Al Etifak and join uh, the Saudi Pro League. A variety of things said when he joined up with Gerard. We'll hear from Gerard very shortly, the other side of quarter past ten. And now he's, he's saying that he's humbled to be joining Ajax. I'm not sure where he is. Well, well, I know I, where he is. He's in Amsterdam, but I'm not sure where his head is. I, I think he's realising uh, what are the priorities, the right priorities, perhaps, in, in, in life and as a professional footballer. And I think in the summer, and I think it's easy, easy to do this, and I don't really want to judge, I've been in this situation myself, that in the summer, 
often it can become about the money and about the package and you forget about the wonderful people that might have been around him at Liverpool and the opportunity that he still represented. Of course, they might have been saying to him, look, you might not play all the games, but you're still going to play a major part. His head was turned. He obviously went out to Saudi Arabia looking at the bigger project, thinking it was going to be something it wasn't. Financially, it was incredible. And I think now he's decided to change his mind. And he wants to, his priority now is to, is to play football to a higher level. I don't think it's quite the level of the Premier League, but mm. nonetheless, there's 55,000 people in the Johan Cruyff Stadium most weeks. So it's a, it's a major step up. And maybe the atmosphere was something different. That he, I mean, there was only five or 6,000 people in the stadium. They weren't going well. There's been a terrible record that they'd been on. And he's changing direction, Jim. I, to be honest, I think, I think I admire that, that he's made a mistake. Most people would have thought you've made your bed, you, you, you need to lie in it. Obviously, it's a financial thing, but he's saying, no, no, I want to play football. Well, so the that's quite side, a big thing, Jim. Yeah. He didn't find utopia with the money that he was, was being paid in, in Saudi Arabia, mm. and I'm thinking now he wants to come back and play football. Well, the other side of quarter past ten, we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard, who was his manager at Al-Etifak, Simon. Mm. And Gerrard, amongst other things, reportedly is saying that being at Al-Etifak has made him a better person. Oh, we'll yeah. hear that very shortly. Sad Al-Aziz is the vice chairman and interim chief executive of the Saudi Pro League. And last night I got a message, Simon, from him or his people. Jordan is a good guy, and it's a shame that things didn't work out for him. But he'd be the first to admit that full support was given to him and respect shown. So everyone tried, and no one's to blame. I, well, I think that's probably a fair analysis. I don't think he's correcting any records, and I don't think Jordan Henderson has said anything derogatory about the club. I think just don't think it suits him. I mean, he's going to Ajax who are going through... I mean, Ajax are 23 points off PSV from the top of the table. He's going to an Ajax side that's in, at best way, described in its transition, that's falling out with its fans, that's nowhere near the Ajax that we perceive them to be from times gone past. So he's got what he wanted. And I'm kind of... It's almost an element of me that's less interested in Jordan Henderson and his flakiness and more interested in what this tells us about where the Saudi league is and what this tells us about Gerard. Because I would imagine that Gerard advocated for him to come and sign for um, this particular club, which doesn't look like a good reflection back on Gerard. He's got a win record in this country, almost as bad as his win record in the Premier League, and yet he gets a huge reward, which I find absolutely perplexing. One of the things that really bugs me in society, and I think Martin might concur with this, is rewarding mediocrity. I'm not entirely sure how you can justify, besides the optics, which we the word that we love here, of the, the Saudi Pro League needing to defend its position against the ongo or the potential on onslaught of observations that people don't like it over there, is to give a manager that's not won a game for quite some time, that's got a 30% win record in a league that's developing and is hardly at the highest end of its, of its spectrum, a new contract mm. with huge financial rewards attached to it, which are commensurate with managing the Premier League champions. I agree with that, but you know, with, with it being such a negative that they've lost their star player in Henderson, the club are reacting, aren't they? Talk about to, being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, well, they're, they're reacting and that? saying, OK, we need, a, we need a positive now. Let's keep Gerard here. Yep. If, if the manager game. goes, it's like pulling the plug. If one's going to go and the money brought him here, but it's not kept him here, he's leaving. Could we lose a whole load of other players? Yeah, but OK, be let's get the manager to sign a new deal. I agree that the record doesn't justify that. I mean, Gerard's the form, not, it's not Gerard's fault, they, is it? They haven't won all this money. No, it's not about the money. It's about the reward. The, hold on. Uh, well, yeah, why it, it's the about, it's about the rewarding of it. Yeah. And what, what I'm saying and questioning, and it doesn't stem from any position of envy or coveting what others have. I just believe you, you occupy space in a world where you get rewarded for excellence. And quite frankly, you can make no argument 
that Gerard has occupied that space right now, getting huge rewards, and it tells you something about the Saudi Saudi Pro League. This isn't about excellence; it's about the look. Correct. What's that about then? How much of a threat is that for our but football he, leagues but around in the world? Gerard's defence. What is he to do then? If Build a better offered, team. If he's been offered all of this money, no, to no, stay, no, be, be he worth wants it. To, he wants just to be worth it. Commit to the project. If we were sat here now saying, "Well, look, we understand they've got to pull up the trapdoor. They've got to make the the the, the feel and look of this league look sustainable." And the manager's got a 67, 60% win record. He's got a win record that would get most teams relegated. Well, at Etifak's form is slumped. They hadn't won in their last eight matches before this recent six-week mid-season break. And yet Gerrard has been rewarded and becomes one of the best-paid managers in the world, Martin, in a salary of £15 million a year. We'll get to Gerrard in a moment because he'll come to us. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard in a second. Um, Jordan Henderson... Martin, if you're, if you're Southgate, by moving to Ajax, in Southgate's eyes, has he got a better chance now of being part of his England squad at the Euros in Germany in the summer? Well, Southgate never made it a condition, did he? He, he said, look, you know, you, I'm not going to tell you where you have to play your football. I think, it's, I think this is down to the player, Jim. Obviously, he's going to play at high level. Um, it's much more competitive, as we, as we know. And we'll have a, be able to see him. Um, won't we? Just he's, we'll have more access to to, to watching him. Yeah, um, it's a different level. I've, I I do feel it's a, it will help his case. But we have a lot of young English midfield players now that are just starting on his shoulder. But Henderson, for me, I still feel we need him in the group. The experience that he brings, it might be from the bench, but nonetheless, he has to be in top condition between now and the summer. So this will hopefully bring that to him. Do, do you feel he could have come back to the Premier League, Simon, or do you not think? There was sufficient interest there that he and oh, his there, representatives looked elsewhere and he's ended up at Ajax. There would have been sufficient interest. It may well be that the under the underlying workings of this deal, because, the, again, upticks, mm -hmm. buying from a Premier League club and then selling him back to a Premier League club is almost an even bigger hoisting of the white flag from the Saudi Pro League. Redirecting him into another league, it might have been a condition. Because he's not a, it doesn't feel like a logical fit. No. Jordan, Jordan Henderson to Ajax, a, a almost beginning to become a mid-table side in Dutch football, top five right now, but notwithstanding it, still in poor form. It doesn't look like a logical fix. We talked at the top of the show about road to redemption. I would suspect it's road to Germany rather than redemption, because I don't think he really needs to redeem himself. The bottom line is he made a commercial decision. He makes a fool of himself by opening his mouth saying he supports a particular cause, goes over to a country that has no value of that cause, makes a fool of himself by turning around and saying he wants to go and grow the game, comes back five months later. All of those are there for everyone to, to poke yeah, fun at. Yeah, yeah. But the bottom line is, is he made a commercial decision and he's changed it and it's cost him a few, a few quid to do it. Yeah. The bottom line is, 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 is I wonder... How many of the elite countries around the world, and Martin can answer this possibly, sit there when they're picking their international squad saying, oh, he'll be good around the dressing room. I wonder if they pick the best 25 players or 22 players and go, those are the players that are going to win us a tournament, rather than this silly draconian mentality mm. that we have, which is, he'll be good around the group. Yeah, you're yeah, in the business yeah. of winning yeah. a tournament. Well, yeah, yeah, but they, they've, been, yeah, but they've been through a series of tournaments, haven't they? They've been through a series and of tournaments over, over many years, so he knows the players he wants. He's not really going to bring a fast track anybody he has seen now. We want to win is a he? tournament. Yeah. We need 22 players that can do a job, not 22 players that can possibly hold camp and hold court. Well, such is the level now. It's getting to the stage where you're gonna, you, you've got to put the performances in. Jordan Henderson decided it wasn't for him, so he's headed back to Europe and has joined Ajax. Steven Gerrard says, for various reasons, it is for him. And uh, he has had a contract extension and now stays on until 2027. The thing is, the team 
at the moment just can't seem to win a game. Having said that, Gerard was very much attracted to staying out there, no doubt, by the lure of £15 million a year. Stephen Gerrard's been talking about his uh, decision to stay out in Saudi. It's a proud moment. I think it's recognition of uh, a lot of hard work and commitments since we've come in. Myself and my staff, we've, we've lived this round the clock, 24 hours. We, we knew at the beginning this was a, a big job, a challenging job. The easy decision would be to stay, stay in Liverpool and wait for jobs that are local and maybe work geographically uh, and the logistics uh, are more suitable. But we as a family decided that we wanted something a little bit outside the box. We wanted to challenge ourselves. We wanted to challenge our children. We wanted a different experience. We wanted to go and embrace a different culture. So I suppose what I've learned about myself is more about adapting to a new culture, uh, a new league, making new friends, meeting new people, new situations, facing new challenges. I think that's made me a better person, coach, and also made me mature a bit more as well. Now that's Simon when you hear that. To be honest, Martin, his reasons are pretty darn solid. And, and obviously people will hear that and think, no, but St Stephen, come on. There are 15 million reasons for you wanting to stay out there and they're paying you that per annum. And everybody that says that, would make the same decisions because if they were offered 15 million quid to do something, they'd do it. The only thing that I pick up on that is the ridiculous... I don't think he can... I don't know if he can keep a straight face when he says it's a recognition of the hard work and achievements because that's laughable. I mean, it, it, it is laughable. I don't mean to be consistently mean-spirited, but you can't take that sort no, of... Not achievements, commitment. Com well, OK, that's good that you're committed then um, because it would be disappointing to think that you weren't committed because, you know, obviously going in there and being, you know, half-arsed about things is much more preferable. Um, I, I, I can't take that seriously. When you listen to the first sentence, you go, what a ridiculous load of self-indulgent, unaware tripe. The rest of it sort of falls by the wayside because you can't take... The, when, when someone tells you a fib, you have this tendency in life to never believe another word they say, right? So when someone comes out with that... And complete and utter nonsense. But how do you know it's nonsense? Because how could you? What, what's the nonsensical part of it? How can how can you get rewarded for achievements, not for hard work, and for five months of hard work, and for achieving a side that's actually achieving nothing and far less than I would imagine? Unless, of course, the owners of the football club are very happy with a thirty percent win record from the manager. If that was their blueprint, if they said to him anything above twenty five percent win record, you get a huge pay rise. If that was the brief then my word has he deserved it. He's been underpaid. But, Simon, you can see what the Saudis are doing. The Saudis want <clears throat> people to be talking about the Saudi Pro League. For the right people reasons, are though. talking about the Saudi Pro League because people like Stephen Gerrard are there. Yes. And, and, and so it's job done from the Saudis' I, I, point of view. I, I, I entirely understand and applaud the sentiment. There's only one thing worse than people talking about you is people not talking about right. you. And then it becomes what they're talking about you, what they are talking about you. And next thing we're saying is 900 fans in a football stadium... Players that don't want to stay there. Managers getting more money than Premier League winners for managing a team in a Harrods budget with a pub league performance. These are the things that we're talking about. If that's what you want to be spoken about, then we can do that dawn till dusk. Of course, we do realise that when you start to make observations that aren't praise related to the Middle Eastern guys, they get all upset about it. Mm. But the facts are the facts. You, you, you've heard Simon Martin. We all have, and, and I expected to, to hear just that. But when you listen to Stephen Gerrard there, 
do you are you taken in by the commitment line by the family are happy it's a challenge for all of us we're learning more not just about Saudi Arabia about life in general well, and I, how to act as mature citizens of think, the planet I think you, you're trying to hang him out to dry here to a certain extent I, I do believe in the integrity of Stephen Gerrard I worked long enough with him I uh, do feel that he's a, a good guy he's doing his best he's in a he's in a results business though and he's not getting results so this sort of flies in the face of that because it doesn't make any sense does it you know you're, you're kind of rewarding um, I say mediocrity. Failure, yeah, you you need to win games. That's the way. He knows he's on borrowed time. The previous two managers have only been in the job short, a short length of time because they lost, you know, games of football. He's lost his assistant manager, Ian Foster. Uh, he's I mean, now, he's now lost his standing. best. He's now lost Henderson. Yeah. So I, I, I can understand why they're trying to address that because they don't want everybody suddenly going out the door and they're trying to build this new league. But nonetheless, he, there has to be major improvements. But I don't feel that any of this is necessarily his fault, Jim. And we're sitting here in judgment. What else would you have done if a radio show starts in Saudi Arabia that's going to pay you £15 million no a one's year? Quit, no one's criticising that. The observation is, if I'm Stephen Gerrard and I have any integrity about me, I would say, of course I'm going to take this money. And of course I'm going to build this site. And right now the project isn't where I want it to do to be. It isn't reflective of the outcomes that I'm trying to put into it. And I'm in a fortunate position, but I'm going to repay the faith that's in me. Rather than some tripe about how hard I've been working... And how wonderful you feel that you're adjusting as a human being to the society that you're in. If that's the project the Saudis wanted, they wanted a mouthpiece for how wonderful their society is, well, this is well, a wonderful opportunity he, for them to have it. Is that a sporting project then? Because we're being led well, to believe... He, he can't talk about the project. money, he'll be on the next plane home, won't he? Second? So he, he, he has to tow the company line. If he talks about money... That's not towing the company line. That's not towing the company line. I think so if he said he's only there, if he's only the there for the money, then... Who's there for the money? He wouldn't be well, there otherwise, this. would he? We know this, but if he says and it out loud... And that's not a problem. And that's, and that's entirely reasonable. No one has a problem with that. What people have a problem with is Phil Mickelson and his tripe about Live Tour. What people have a problem with, and rightly so, you want your sports stars and your so-called heroes to actually mean what they say and stand for something and have honesty and integrity and authenticity because when people see it, they actually admire it. When people hit, sit there and go, the people that you brought over don't want to be there anymore, the mm. team that you're managing stinks... And you're getting a huge pay rise. Well, when he first went there, he enjoyed an impressive start. Five wins from the club's first seven games of the season. But that has all changed because the form has slumped Al Etifat. They haven't won in the last eight and he's got a lot to do. But 15 million a year will surely help him do that job. We shall see. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Simon, Dale Vince and Forest Green Rovers. We know Dale, we know Forest Green Rovers. And we know that in recent weeks recent weeks significantly uh, Dale having uh, parted company with lights of Duncan Ferguson tried his hand with Troy Deeney in came Troy who had a, a fairly impressive um, career as a player but Troy proceeded to say a few things in his short time there and has been sacked after just six games in charge of the League 2 side it should be stressed Forest Green, Ro Forest Green Rovers propping up League 2 looking up at everybody mm. in English football Um Troy may reflect on this because this is the kind of thing he said when he was in charge. Always at the right back with Dabo, who was poor and awful again, and I've just told him and he won't be playing on Tuesday so he can have that from now. He's got it on the right back. We're going to go out to the opposite left is is the game plan. How we get there will depend on their shape. If they come really pressing it tight into the into the midfielder, out the other side, one V one. And we go, oh, let's play through the middle and kick it up in the air as much as we can. But it's my fault, though, because 
I explained it and they all told me back afterwards, not not in the game, they all told me back afterwards what we should do. Yeah, good fun. You say the likes of Dav wasn't good enough today. Is, is that something... Not today, he's not been good enough for about five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. Why do you think he was dropped at the start? This is the point. And I just told him in front of everyone. Six months ago, that kid had a kick to go to the Premier League. Now he won't get a game in the National League. So is that me or him? Because he's faster than everybody, and purely ability, but he gets run every game, he never makes a tackle, and every time the ball comes to him, he looks like he kicks it with his shin pads. So Troy decided to say a few things there and, and single out one player in particular. He apologised later for doing just that. But maybe that apology was too little too late because after their latest defeat against Harrogate on Saturday, Dale Vince said his bit. Now, I haven't had the chance to speak to him about it. My, my thoughts on those, um, I think it was a mistake. Uh, I'm, I'm actually quite unhappy about it. Uh, I think he shouldn't have said it. Um, I think he's apologised for it now, so he understands it was a mistake. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously brand new to the coaching game, so, you know, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's part of that. Uh, emotion as well, he felt emotional after that last game. Uh, but it was, um, it, was, it was just not the right thing to do for the club or for the players. Mm, but can you understand some of his frustrations of what, what he's seen on the pitch this season? Yeah, I think we all have frustrations, right? As fans of uh, Forest Green, uh, staff of Forest Green, everybody around the club has frustrations, but no, I, uh, it doesn't justify that. No, it doesn't. So that was Dale Vince uh, speaking about what Troy had said. I mean, you, you're looking at me as if it's it's a lot of noise, but not a lot. Well, it's not much of a job, is it? I mean, Forest Green Rovers. But the bottom line oh, is... Simon, it, that's not fair. They're, they're, it's, a, it's a good club and they're trying their very best to make yeah, an impression. Not much, not much of a job. The bottom of the, the bottom, What do you mean not the, much of a job? The bottom of the league too. They are what they are. Um, and and that is what it is. I mean, for me, I look at them and go, yeah, all right, the noise around Forest Green Rovers is because of Dale and his views on the way that the climate should be represented through football and activism and all of that stuff. And they're entitled to, um, to, to want success, but they're going to get relegated from this division and go back to the <coughs> National League. It sounds as if you want that. I don't care either which way. I don't think they're much of a football club, but, that, but that's perhaps because I don't support them. But the point is this, is that he's absolutely right, Dale. What do, I mean, I, I like Troy Dinney. I spent a fair amount of time with him uh, earlier on in this year. He's a thoroughly likeable bloke. And I wouldn't be surprised if he cut out a decent career in coaching, but that was unwise and perhaps unnecessary and ill-advised because there's one thing making these players understand your frustrations. There's another thing dragging it into the media and giving yourself an opportunity. He would have been, as a player, entirely unhappy if that had been said about him. He would say, I would never have performed at that level. There were instances in Troy's career when he wanted to get out of Warsaw when he didn't behave admirably. And I'm pretty damn sure he wouldn't have appreciated the manager going out on, into whatever media it is, whichever newspaper that covers Voice Green Rovers for its seven readers. All right, we get would it. Have, would have, um, would have uh, delighted in that opportunity. So I think Dale was absolutely right to castigate him. He might want to wonder why he employed him in the first place while suggesting that he's a new coach with a new experience because that was self-evident. And we've seen two of them. We've seen Duncan Ferguson look, looking like you couldn't get an American Express card between the cheeks of his backside because <laughs> he was so uncomfortable with some of the stuff that Dale was talking to him about. Um, and now you've seen Troy, Troy Deeney go that way as well. So there we are. I mean, what's your take on it, Martin? Um, at the end of the day, we, we will be hearing from Dale Vince before we go today. I, I think Dale's going to join us live. But, I mean... Has, has Troy paid the price, as Simon alluded to there, for speaking his mind maybe a, a, a bit too much? 100%. I, I, I think as a player, it was quite refreshing to hear Troy being very open and honest after games. Um, 
but when you're a manager, you know, you need balance, you need control, you need to be very aware of your behaviour and how it affects other people within the football club. And I would always say if it's, if it's not going to help the team, then don't say it at all. Um, you look at the very good managers over the years, they didn't pull you apart publicly. They did in the dressing room. This might have been something I wouldn't even have said in the dressing room, actually, because I think it's quite damaging to the player because you have to always leave a way back for the player. Um, and he's just he's, he's guilty, really, of being too honest. Too honest, because let me tell you, we always see what people can't do and we watch everyone play. You know, you're watching young kids uh, this Sunday morning. There'll be parents there watching. Bring out the qualities that they can do. Try to not look at what they can't do. And obviously, he's been affected because Troy's looking at the results. We're not getting, you know, they got beat by Harrogate. They're, it's all gone wrong and he wants to pull the trigger and, and come for someone. He's, got, he's become too emotional. Now, if you were asked him to do it again, he'd say, I need more balance. I need more control. There's a project here I'm building. Uh, it's, it's a way of behaviour. I have to take my time with this group. Uh, and almost turn a blind eye. You almost need to have amnesia when it comes to some of the mistakes that the players might make. Just look to what they can do rather than what they can't. And in the end, it's cost him his job. Yeah, I mean, Simon, you look at it from Dale Vince's point of view. And I know we're talking about Forest Green Rovers and we know where they are They're at the bottom of League Two, but it's still worth the conversation. Is it another case of Dale not having done his due diligence, do you think? I mean, it, it seemed that way with Duncan and it's seeming that way with Troy. Well, no. I mean, you can say that he hasn't done his due diligence because none of us know what due diligence he did. You know, if he asked the questions and interrogate, he's not an inexperienced operator. He might be busy off funding activists, but he's not an inexperienced operator in terms of making appointments and building up his football club because he has taken it to different levels. It has been on a forward direction for some time and a significant proportion of that, irrespective of the veggie pies, is down to Del Vince. But the bottom line is now is that the club is, is in, in nowhere land. It's not going to be an attractive proposition. I don't know about you, and I want you to be honest here. When you sat here and you saw Duncan Ferguson rock up at Forest Green Rovers, did you think, oh, there's a marriage made in heaven? No. Uh, and, you're, and you're right to ask, and I thought, no, absolutely not. I thought it was uh, I thought it'd last longer than six months, though. I thought it was a matter oh, of time. I, I, thought I wasn't so six sure weeks. Yeah, but if you're bringing somebody in with the credentials he had, the number, the amount of experience he had at Everton, Troy Dean is slightly different. I, I don't know what support base that that Dale Vince has got within the football club. But these are, I suppose, starting out in the game. They need support around them. He, wouldn't, yeah. they have, wouldn't they have had a senior head around Troy to say, no, 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 you might want to say that, but you can't say that. It's, a bit it's of guidance. It's Green Rovers we're talking about, Martin. I mean, every club's got an assistant. Every club has an assistant regarding of the budget. You have an assistant manager. You have a first-team scout. You hmm. Everyone's got those people in place. Put them in place to protect the next manager that comes what in. What I would say, Simon, is I was there recently. I was there in October and I watched them beat Colchester comprehensively uh, made the trip to Gloucester very nice, nice club world. beautiful stadium yeah. good fans and it's well run indeed and it's going so, to the National League now well that may be the case but they, they'll it's try and, well run, then, they'll it? try and stave that off well, they but, they, they're, but they're, they're not the first the club to run into managerial problems no. usually a few at Palace in fact more than a few indeed and deals encountering a few here indeed I did but they didn't last six weeks well, here's and the they th didn't last six months well here's right? the thing Most who, of the who's, jobs who's learning the lesson here Troy or Dale? Um, well, Dale is um, suffering the consequences for the decisions that he makes because he's having to hire and fire people and have disruption. Troy will have learnt some lessons, lessons that will serve him well in the future, but lessons he should have already known. Because Martin is absolutely right. If you're going to give, if you're going to tear strips off people, it's because you're doing something for them, not for yourself. 
and then you know what the reaction's going to be. If you want to vent your spleen to make yourself feel better and you walk out of the room and nothing's changed, what was the purpose of it? Yeah. So I think it was a massive level of inexperience and intolerance. Yeah. And it makes the argument that sometimes is often made with the Teddy Sheringham situation. When you stick these players that have played at the highest level down at the at left different levels, yeah. their tolerance of people's failings is probably very small. Yeah. I, I think it has to be a shared responsibility. I think if How I was managing... dare I think, you, Simon? Uh, Simon, I think if I, was respond if I was managing in that way, it would be like, guys, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm new to this. I'm coming in. Look, I've had a fairly good career. Forget about that. It's brand new for me now. I will make mistakes as well as you. It's a shared responsibility. We'll learn together, okay? That's a fair observation. That would, that would be the way I would do it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. I mentioned there that Troy Deeney, of course, uh, top striker in his day. We all know Troy. Banged him in for a variety of clubs. Um, it took on the job more recently as manager of Forest Green Rovers, who are in League Two and uh, trying to forge ahead, although times are difficult there. They're propping up League Two. But uh, the same Troy Deeney was sacked after just six games in charge. Did this have much to do with it? Just the other day, Troy went pretty personal on uh, uh, a couple of players post another defeat. Always at the right back with Dabo, who was poor and awful again. And I've just told him, and he won't be playing on Tuesday, so he can have that from now. He's got it on the right back. We're going to go out to the opposite left. Is is the game plan? How we get there will depend on their shape. If they come really pressing it tight into the into the midfielder out the other side, one v one, and we go, oh, let's play through the middle and kick it up in the air as much as we can. But it's my fault though, because. I explained it and they all told me back afterwards, not not in the game, they all told me back afterwards what we should do. Yeah, good fun. You say the likes of Dad wasn't good enough today. Is, is that something... Not today, he's not been good enough for about five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. Why do you think he was dropped at the start? This is the point. And 
I just told him in front of everyone. Six months ago, that kid had a kick to go to the Premier League. Now he won't get a game in the National League. So is that me or him? Because he's faster than everybody, and purely ability, but he gets run every game, he never makes a tackle, and every time the ball comes to him, he looks like he kicks it with his shin pads. Forest Green Rovers uh, owner Dale Vince joins us live. Dale, thanks so much for joining us. You didn't need this, I'm sure. Um, was that the tipping point as far as you were concerned with Toy carrying on or not carrying on as manager? Yeah, it's good to, uh, good to be with you again, uh, Jim. It's Thank you. Fun. Um, even, <laughs> though, even though the topics oh, yeah. aren't always fun. Yeah, Jim, yeah, that's, sorry, right. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, look, this, this was a factor, right? I, um, I read some of what Troy said after that game. I, I didn't hear it, uh, but I read it and I, I, I thought it was wrong. Uh, very wrong. He did later apologise on Sky, so I think he knows it was it was wrong. Um, uh, but it was definitely a factor that and uh, our, our results, not our performances so much, because our performances, uh, apart from that game, had been good. Um, yeah, it was definitely a factor. But that's what it did for him, really. Um, come, no, the I, end, I, come the end of it no, all, it just it, did it push you too far? But look, it was a factor, Jim. You know, there was the, the the results. There was that which I thought was wrong. I hadn't had a chance to speak to him because I'd been busy uh, this week, and um, and you know, he 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 also um, had a disciplinary yesterday with the FA. Uh, they they banned him for four games for uh, I think it was um, abusive and violent language towards officials when he gets sent off against uh, when we played Swindon, uh, and that was a new factor. You know that uh, that that kind of thing had happened. Um, so really, it was uh, just a bundle of things. Uh, we haven't got a lot of time left, obviously, to save our season. And uh, and yesterday, I felt that uh, it was better to make the decision sooner than around later because I didn't think that this was going to work, given given those things. Out of curiosity, Dale, I mean, we've both sat in this situation. I've made managerial decisions and choices and went through managers <clears throat> like knife through butter at times. <laughs> and I know Troy, and I know him as a person. I'm just curious to see what was in your decision-making process to have put him to put him in place in the first place. Look, um, <clears throat> we were really chuffed when uh, Troy joined the club. Uh, he wanted to be a coach, and uh, we agreed that he'd be a player coach, assistant coach. And that um, actually, our agreement at the time was that when the vacancy next came up, uh, we would give him the job of head coach. And right. we all expected that to take a couple of seasons, right? Um, mm. Dave Horseman left uh, just for Christmas. It, you know sooner than anybody expected and we both acknowledged at the time uh, the club and troy said that this was sooner than expected but we kept our word and we gave him the shot and um i, I guess that was a less than ideal start for him in in the world of being a head coach and and obviously less than ideal for us as a club as well i think it's something that we can all put down to experience i think there's plenty to learn from it uh, i hope that uh, you know troy troy learns from what's happened in the last week and stuff like that because i think you know he could go on and be a great coach i hope so Dale, just want to ask the question, just uh, form, as a, as a former player, you know. So obviously you looked at him, and and, and I've been actually with Troy, and he does have a, a very work, good way of analysing the game. Clearly understands the game. I mean, in that, uh, I thought it was quite insightful when he was just talking there about the players were telling him how they should play, even though he was trying to implement his 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 ideas. Yeah. So it's kind of like. When when you put somebody into that sort of position, what what did you do to try to support him? Because he, I mean, I did. Looking back now, should you not have had somebody with a great deal of experience to say, look, okay, half of this is what we say to the players and and what we say publicly. Somebody there just to guide him. Okay, we like your ideas, but you can't say certain things. Did you put a, a t support team around him? Uh, well, we have uh, we have a big team actually. Um, you know, support team staff. 
uh, analysts and uh, got a director of football as well. So I don't think he was lacking that. I think, um, you know, I think he later said that he, he didn't regret what he said, but he regretted where and when he said it. And I think, you know, that makes <clears throat> that makes the most sense. Right? You can you can be direct and blunt with players uh, for a time. Right. If you, if you carry on for too long, I think you lose them. But, you know, you can you can do that. And perhaps that's an important aspect of man management. But but not in the press. I, I don't think that's a that's a good thing to to ever do. That's that's my view. And um, I'm not sure he would think that now either. I honestly don't know. But I think it was a bit heat in the moment. Uh, heat of the moment after the game and that kind of stuff. I don't think he lacks uh, support or people around him uh, or, or common sense. And as you say, he does understand the game. And um, that was just a mistake. But then should you not have supported him through that? Or you say this was like compounded by the fact that here we are facing suspension. Um, I don't want that person representing my football club. Well, I think that was a bad thing. There was an interview with the Telegraph as well in which you know things were said that were you know denigrating to the club as well as the players. Uh, so that's another judgment question. And um, yeah, and then there's the FA charge for game ban, you know, violent and, and abusive language towards officials. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to accept as well in terms of behaviour. So like I said, at the, at the top of this is a compounding and joining of all of those things and, and the lack of the results that we needed and the position we're, that we're in. And it's just a matter of, uh, you know, making this decision now rather than another handful yeah, of games. Yeah. That's all it is. Dale, I've sat beside you um, at a home game and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You, you would like life to be easier at the moment because you're down the, the foot of League Two and you're propping it up. And it seems everything around the place is great and you've done a good job. It's a great atmosphere at the club. But the one thing you can't go right it appears for the time being is the right head coach you tried big duncan it, it didn't work and now troy's come and gone i mean what's your thought process today yeah we're looking for an experienced league coach actually uh someone who's been in league one league two been there and done it uh we're probably going to meet maybe four later on today and then I've, I've given up tomorrow as well to meet a few more I'm trying to make a decision in the next couple of days I want to kind of strike a balance between, between being fast but not overly hasty in terms of making this next appointment because i think it's critical to the uh, to the outcome of the season well I mean, that's probably obvious thing to say but you know our thinking is uh, get somebody with experience you know in to a degree we have had coaches that had promise that had the potential in the past um but we we don't have the luxury of that anymore Maybe maybe there's uh, a bit to be said in having a bit of guidance from someone who's been there and done it as well. You know, like a, a former fellow owner, uh, like Mr. Jordan sitting to my right. Would, a bit of consultation <laughs> oh, with yeah, him, Oh, yeah, I'm sure Dale would love that. <laughs> be fine by me. Listen, I'm happy to have a chat if, you, if you've got some thoughts, Simon. Can we uh, recycle, we Simon? I've, I've never operated that far down the pyramid, Dale, so I wouldn't be able to oh, tell you. Uh, we're safe. <laughs> oh, what a snob. <laughs> there was absolutely no need for that. There uh, was no need for that. Dale, what do you want to say to Forest Green Rovers fans? They're a good lot. I've seen them. I've, I've been chatting with them. I mean, you want to get this right and you want to avoid the drop from League Two, that's yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, I did some interviews at Wembley yesterday and uh, I was being asked if I had confidence that we could do that. And, and I'd repeat my answer really to a degree, which is say, well, look, I don't have confidence. I can't have confidence because the last two seasons, you know, have not been good. But what I have is determination. And as a club, we are determined to get this right and to stay in the EFL. And, and that's what I've got to offer. You know, we have great fans. They have stuck with us. Uh, we are in a pickle, um, but we'll get out of it together. I hope, and that's our uh, that's our complete intention. It's, it's taking up, uh, you know, an awful lot of my time and uh, and thought and and others here at the club and uh, and a parent company to try and get this right. We what we have basically, I think, if we look back at the last eighteen months, is a failure of recruitment 
since uh, since we you know since we won League Two, um, we just haven't got that right. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation, outspoken with White and Jordan. Quickly, things change in the Premier League. Finished Liverpool 1, Arsenal 1. Top spot in the Premier League, but they'll be hoping it's not like last Christmas. Well, it's a positive that they haven't played as well this season um, and they still sit top of the table. And what does this do for Arsenal's title hope? Fulham 2, Arsenal 1. Lewis has to finish it. He does! Arsenal 0, Liverpool 2. They're not a bad side. They're not a million miles away, but they just lack in that killer finish. We know uh, what we need to do with what we are generating and what we can do is something very different. And Crystal Palace fans saying you don't know what you're doing, booing Roy Hodgson for taking off Everett Chiesa. We play at 12.30 on, on Saturday morning. We need people like Eze, who was our best, you know, he's one of our very best players and was playing well. Roy's remit is keep Palace in the Premier League and that's what he's going to do. And is that it? After 10 years in the Premier League, that's it for Crystal Palace. I feel that Palace need to make a change, not now, not now, but certainly at the end of the season and it certainly needs to be a change that embraces the whole raft of thinking. That's what you actually sound like in the radio. Dreadful, yeah, it? that's what we've got to put up with every morning. No wonder I don't wear one. bloody headphones. I don't want to hear myself. Arsenal against Crystal Palace, uh, a TalkSport exclusive, 12.30. And uh, commentary from Sam Matiface and alongside him, uh, former Chelsea defender, and I love this guy, Scott Minto. Scott on TalkSport duty as well. Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown is in studio with Simon and myself at this lunchtime. Martin, where's your beloved club going? I mean, when you look at it, Arsenal have never endured a worse seven-game run under Arteta. They've now lost their last three matches in all competitions, uh, last, losing four, last losing four in a row. You've got to go back to March 2018 for that. So why, to a degree, have the wheels fallen off? Well, I think the team has been found out a little bit. It's become quite predictable. Um, you know, the, the opposition doubling up in wide positions, stopping those uh, talented young players, Martinelli and Saka, from flourishing. And then, of course, collectively in front of goal where there's been an issue in terms of scoring the goals and then the confidence seems to have dried up. Uh, I know that um, you may look at that record and you say, OK, it's alarming and, of course, it, it is. But I think the approach plays was, was first class against Liverpool. And the way they took Liverpool to task, you know, we know they're top of the table. We know the quality of their team. There's not many teams that can do that. The, the killer instinct, Stuart Pearce said it in the commentary, that, that killer finish yeah. is where they need to to change and there needs to be that kind of nastiness in front of goal you know I mean, uh, if we look back they to someone the personnel have they well it's uh, a, that is a, a an oversight I mean, I mean Arteta has to be judged by the opportunity to win leagues now because that's the space he's put him in mm -hmm. he spent two or three hundred five hundred million pounds over the last two or three seasons which is a hugely significant amount of money and it's almost in, I don't think you can win Premier Leagues without people that can score 20-25 goals and Arsenal don't have that. And there's no argument that they don't have it. Well, you can if you're Man and, City, which they proved, didn't they? But they're not season. doing it now, are they? The, it's, it's moved on now. Yeah, I mean, Harland's they've got the a, goal, a goal scorer in there, and so have Liverpool, and so have other sides around them that are challenging yeah. for it. And in this instance, the only ones that don't are Arsenal. Well, I mean, you look at Havertz, and he, what was it, nine goals from 49 games at Chelsea. Yeah, so yeah. you know that he's not prolific. Well, Jesus, was, Jesus was played out on the wing. So it was always going to be like a collective 
goals coming in from Arsenal, and they're all down at the moment. Everyone is down on their their contribution. Uh, they're um, still what, the title what, race. What I, what I would have looked I mean, at. They're fourth at the moment. So Are they, they in it? We, we're in match day twenty one, by the way. So we're all on a winter break. Would you believe? Um, and we've only got two oh, Premier, good, really got two Premier League games this Saturday. So we're, we're, there's a bit of a break there. And Arsenal have been on that break, and they've been tra- they've been trained warm weather training away. I would have thought that was a moment to reset. To come back to put the building blocks back in, to put the messages back but in. But answer my question: to retain, in the race? I'm telling you what they've been doing the last number of days to get They're that contenders. belief. Yes, because but they needed to go go away, Jim. It's made Are the they break. in the race to win the title or not? They're still in the race, 100. percent right. Okay. Do you think they'll win the league? I don't. Think, I didn't think they'd win it at the start of the table. No, so I'm not saying anything I. differently here. But um, I don't. Th- do you, if you do follow you, me closely, I, I do follow you closely. That's why I get an opportunity to be able to discredit well, Man City. Of it. I said at the start of the but season, win the league. The point is, they were top of the table on Christmas Day, Martin. They're five points adrift now. Of Liverpool. Massively disappointing. You have to think, I mean, I asked you a question that was maybe a bit unfair. Uh, The wheels coming off. The wheels aren't really off. They're still in there fighting. Jim, you but, get knocked down, you get up again. This is about winning. You you look back, that's all. and you look back over the teams that have been successful. Yeah, you learn a lot about the group when mm. you when things aren't going so well. Mm. So what I'm talking about now is reinforcing the belief, yeah. regaining the confidence, putting the building blocks back in again. Now I'm sure the messages would have been coming loud and clear when they were away in this training camp they've been on. They'll come back ready to go, Jim. Do you think they win the Champions League? Uh, no, I don't no. think they'll win the Champions League, but I think they're going to the the go a distance. Do you it. think the owners think spending two hundred and fifty million pounds to at very best, at very best, which I don't think they'll do, stand still, is a good so do you, look? I think there's a credit in standing still right now in the Premier is League there? in terms of making it into the top four. Okay. I think if you look at the competition now with Spurs re, oh, re-emerging, Villa. Um, Villa, Villa starting, Emery's done an exceptional job. They're in new territory though. You could say that they're where Arsenal were and you could say recently that Villa have uh, fallen off a, li- a cliff a little bit because they weren't you know, used to the sort of expectations that come with playing there. The Arsenal players know that a little bit now. Just, they've just fallen from uh, a really good level. But Arsenal, you accept Ars- that they're not good enough? They're not good enough right now and so it's but they're not out of the race they're the fight out, is not over they're not out of the race man which begs this question that they're still so there they can, the t- they can still almost touch Liverpool should it be in your view should it be Ivan Tony to the rescue uh, no I think that's that, that that shoves the narrative because he's not going anywhere Jim if you look at his own situation the, there's injury issues Wisa Embuemo is are injured at Brentford Okay, that's a separate story. He'll go yeah. and, and Arsenal pay eighty million quid for him. Yeah, but he'll I, be gone. We said Smith Rowe might be going for somewhere else. Maybe they're out now, starting to actually try and accommodate that. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the monies in what to actually it make something. But is it, I think probably about eighty million. Is it not clear to you though? And and, and I think it's not an attack on Mikel Arteta because I'm a huge admirer of a lot of the things that he's done. Some of it not. Most of it I am right because I think he's brought life back into Arsenal and re-energised the football club. And I've seen it a couple of times for myself. But do you not think it's a huge oversight? for somebody to spend 200-odd million pounds in the transfer window this summer and to have not fixed an ailment, which is clearly evident, that other clubs that they're rivalling have fixed themselves, which is a formidable forward line and one that can get one goal score, 20, 25 goals a season. It's evident in Manchester City. It's evident in Liverpool. But it doesn't say... And, and of course, the, the lack of uh, a goal score at Chelsea compounds the issue yeah, for Arsenal Chelsea. Spent, but do you not, do you not think that's... Arsenal spent 100 million plus on one player to play in midfield. Now, you, can you argue with me that you've seen many better Declan Rice well, this season? But that's what about... No, no, you're not talking... That, it's not that's, fitting your that's argument. What, that's what about So what they've done, they secured the midfield. Clear and so they didn't have two clear, set, they, they couldn't pay 100 fine. million and on and another player to do the same do both, Martin. I don't think they had the revenue... Well, they bought Havertz. What's he, a tax write-off? 
Come on now. They bought Havertz. Everybody knows, and perhaps they don't want to say it, why would you spend £65 million on a project of being able to get something from Havertz that everyone else hasn't been able to get when you clearly know that to win the competition that you're participating in, which ultimately is to be challenging for the Premier League, mm. you needed goals. Yeah, and you and didn't and have it. So yeah. it's on Arteta that... Yeah, well, of course, he makes the decisions, but I think he's big enough to make them. I mean, we've, oh, already, we've already seen him make a lot of uh, big decisions. Ozil, Aubameyang. You people, didn't agree with them, though, pe- did you? People, I think there's only one or two players that are still but you there. Like them. You didn't agree with and them. And they're at the kids. The time. They're the kids, Martinelli and Saka. They're the players that were still are still at the club, and they're only there on performance. Everybody else is gone. This is a rebuilding now. But this Mark, is very when much. You were at your height, mate. As an Arsenal invincible, look at the goal threat that team had. Yeah, but Jim, look, let's have this conversation at the end of the season. But they're in a critical moment in the season. They have to respond. They cannot feel sorry for themselves, but they are not out of the race. And let's not start. Let's let's put people away at the end of the season, yeah. But not yet, because he's building something now. Havertz had what six shots a goal against Liverpool. We know that, that he should be more aggressive in front of goal. He's got to start taking those opportunities. I'm pretty certain that's sinking in right now. Oh yeah. Let's see how they respond. The Palace, bookies having Jim, said that, having said that, the bookies say it's Arsenal all the way against Palace. Four you to, said oh, that. God, you said, one, yeah, you one. said that. But that's, Three, one. One but that's a different argument. I mean, if Martin, if Martin thinks they're in a race. That's deluded. They're so far behind in the race. People, Martin thinks they're winning. Look, the bottom line is, is, is that they're beating five points, beating behind. Palace. Yeah, but if you look at the, if you look at the, 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 the performances of Arsenal. Yes, it's wonderful that they build up play. That's called a fur coat with no knickers. It's wonderful they've got loads of build up play, but they can't build up play. A lot of clubs should be net. happy with the way their approach play. And not, that's fantastic. None, none the le- but we're not, not less judging. Than, we're not judging Arsenal. Palace, we're not by ju- the way. Yeah, you want to compare Arsenal to Palace? You want that conversation? Well, Don't do be they, silly. Do they spend you money compare at Arsenal to Man United, to Manchester City, or Liverpool. Not Arsenal to Palace. Will Arsenal beat Palace on Saturday? Yeah. And should they beat Arsenal on Saturday? Uh, should they beat Palace on Saturday? Yeah. What's the big deal about that? We're not talking about beating it's Palace. Important. We're it's talking important about beating they win. the bigger if they guys. they don't win, it's over, isn't it, at the weekend? Well, it's really? that big for us. It's Arsenal. only 23 games in the season. You're saying, not it's them off now, you're saying it's already over. Tick tock, tick tock. There's lots you're of time to go. Already, are you saying it's over for Arsenal? Done. Not good well, enough. Well, let's see then. Stand let's, still. Let's see. At it's best. up to the players. Look, I don't play anymore, but that would be great motivation for me. I'm just saying. Not that I'd be listening to you, by the way. But uh, as a player, <laughs> as a player, I'd have enough motivation to want to win for myself. If you were on the radio, I wouldn't listen to you. Don't blame him. Do you know, okay. back in the day, I, it's interesting. I didn't even listen. I didn't buy Sky. I didn't have Sky. Because you're too cheap. Because, because Andy Gray was having a go every time I played. So my dad said, "Don't watch it." Because you probably listen. wanted it for free. You wanted to put it for your own expenses. Not at all. Not at all. So I never saw Jim or do all those transfer window days. You did. You never saw me. I'm sorry. But yeah, dressed in yellow silly ties. I never saw oh, any of it. Exactly oh, why I tell you silly what. yellow ties. But Martin, you are saying, and I think I'm picking you up on what you just said. If Arsenal were to lose to Palace, oh, if somehow that, that was to happen, yeah. it's over. Yeah, I think they're out of the race then. Yeah, hundred percent. They're not out of the Champions. Strong, they're not Martin. out of the Champions League race, but they're out of winning the title. Because look at City last weekend. And by the way, no one said it, but Pep was quite brilliant. He was sitting there wrestling with putting De Bruyne on, and it took until what seventy second minute when he went right. Do you know what? Let's play him. Let's introduce mm. him. And that timing of his mm. decision making, and then Bob coming on as well. Yeah, quite magnificent. Yeah. I actually. I actually enjoyed, I shared in the joy of watching Man City. I didn't enjoy the five trophies. away from the I central didn't invite, I didn't enjoy the five trophies, but you know, no, because that's the benchmark. That's right. the team that everybody's got to go but after. So let's joy. watch them. Look okay. how they managed to respond with De Bruyne off the bench. Quite magnificent. Let's say it. We don't talk enough player, about Man City. Why. Okay. So I've gone through Does anyone one... ever compliment Man City on what they do? Martin, yeah, gone, all the time. Not you. I've gone through one time. Arsenal to beat Palace 2-1. What would your take be? 
Am I in I've the same? You. Are you in the same territory? I've already told you it's only one win in nine for Palace. It has to be an Arsenal win. If you don't win, then they're not going to win the Premier League. But we rested so Eze midweek, so we've got a better chance. Better chance. Oh, what's this wee bit now? You're a okay. Palace fan again. I've always been a Palace fan. <laughs> I like That's that. the reason I wrote checks out rather than took money out of football. Okay, Arsenal against Crystal Palace, and it's a massive one for both. Uh, it's a Talksport exclusive. Twelve thirty. It's Jim White, Simon Jordan, and Martin Keown, who never listened to the radio but listens to it now because he's on it. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. We're back Monday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.